This is Pastor Bill Gay here at Solid Rock Bible Church. Uh, got a little message for you this morning. You know, I think we all need or want the peace of God in our life. And that's kind of what I'd like to speak to just to you this morning about for just a very few minutes. But I've entitled this message, You Cannot Have the Peace of God Until You First Have Peace with God. And many of us don't have that peace with God that we need. And God has promised to give us peace. He said, I will give you my peace. My peace that passes all understanding. Not as what the world gives, but as what I give. And uh, to start out this morning, I have a scripture here that I want to read. It's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. This is, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. That peace which passes all our understanding. Yes, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Uh, that there is something very important. Notice right there at the last it said, as you live in Christ. In other words, do you have Christ in your life? Have you accepted Christ? Are you living for Christ? And this is something that is required for us to do in order to have God's peace. You know, one of the first things that I can remember about the day I put my faith in Christ was that sense of peace that filled my heart. It was as though someone had just took and lifted a very heavy burden off of me. And you know, sometimes we don't realize how heavy the burden is until it's been removed and you feel that weight gone. And when God takes that weight off of you, it is such a peace that comes over you. It's just like you know that you're in the presence of God and that God has, has, has well, he's, he's removed your burden. And he's taking it from you. But you know, it wasn't until later when I began to read the Bible that I learned about God's promise of peace to the believer. He has given it to us as a gift. He has given his peace to us as a gift when we accept his son, Jesus Christ. But this peace God, but this, excuse me, <clears throat> but this peace that God has given us, it doesn't come because of who we are or what we have done. You know, our works do not do anything for us. But, from, but our peace comes from what God has done for us on that cross. He has justified us in response to our faith in Him. You know, a wonderful thing about God's gift is a deep inner peace that floods your soul. It's just, it's hard to explain. And, but if you have this peace, if you have felt this peace, then you know what I'm talking about. And some, many out there are still struggling. They're still struggling. They need peace in their life, but they don't know where it comes from. That peace comes from Jesus Christ accepting him into your life. And then God has said, I will give you that peace that passes all understanding. It's the like I said, it's that peace that passes all of our understanding. It's God's peace because of his love for us. Do you know this peace? I hope you do. I hope you know this peace that I'm speaking of. You know, to have the peace of God, the first thing, you can't just live as you please. 
We can't have this peace of God if we are fighting with God and resisting his plan and purpose for our lives. If we're doing this, then we won't experience this peace of God. When we're coming against God, we're arguing with God and trying to get things done our way, it's not going to work. We have to give in because God knows what we need. You know, I think there's a lot of people out in that world that would like to have the results and benefits of the Christian life without paying the price. Yes, I want what, many people in that world, they want what the Christian has, the promises of God, but yet they don't want to have to pay the price. In other words, people would like to know that they are forgiven, that they are going to heaven when they die but they still want to live as they please. They still want to live out in the world. They don't want to put their complete faith and trust in Jesus. They want to go on living just like they were, doing whatever they want to do, and then expecting God just to meet every need they got, to give them that peace. And you know, well, there's just a lot of things that we do that, that brings burdens on us. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way we live. It's our thoughts. And just all the different things that we do that, 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 that brings unsettlement into our lives. You know, but if we have that attitude that, well, I just want to live the way I want to, well, that attitude just isn't going to work because God's not going to accept it. We can't have the privilege of God's peace without first meeting God's requirements. Yes, God has requirements for us to receive his peace. Scripture tells us in Romans 5, 8 about God's love for us and how he sent his son to prove his love and to give us his peace. Well, it says, well, we were even still in our sins. Listen to what it says. But God commanded, or I'll put it like this, God proved his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while we were still in our sins, Christ went to that cross and died for us to remove those sins. Yes, we were still sinners, but God said, I love you so much. I'm going to show you my love. I'm going to send you my son. He's going to die on that cross to remove all your sins, to remove your guilt, and to give you that peace that you're struggling for in your life. The only way we will ever experience the peace of God that passes all human understanding is through the blood of the cross. The blood that Jesus shed for the forgiveness of our sins. We have to go through the cross to get to God. We have to go through the cross to receive his blessings. What do you mean go through the cross? Through the cross is what Christ did on the cross for us. Jesus shed his blood so we could be forgiven and then reconciled back to God and receive his forgiveness and his peace in our life. We're not going to have God's peace until we accept Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross. And a lot of people ask, well, why would God do all this for us? Because God loves us. We're his creation. He loves us. He's going to do whatever he can to, to, to show his love to us. But the, we have to cooperate with God. But you know, and, and probably a lot of you know where I'm going to go right here, that, that of God's love. You know, and it, it's quoted, it's probably one of the most quoted scriptures in the whole Bible, but it's John three sixteen, For God so loved the world. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about you. You are the world. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that if you would believe in him, you should not perish, but you would have everlasting life. 
But then he goes on. Look, look, look at verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that, that the world through him might be saved. God did not send his son into this world to condemn you. He sent him so that you might be saved and have eternal life in heaven with him. And they, But then he goes on. Look at verse 18. And it says, He that believes on Jesus is not condemned. If you believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, you are not condemned. Well, what do you mean I'm not condemned? All right, let, let, let's just look, look at Romans 8.1. Ray 1, he backs this up right here. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got this thing in my throat this morning. <clears> that <throat> for now... There is no condemnation in those. Or condemnation is another word for judgment. For now there is no judgment on those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. When we accept Jesus Christ, that is walking after the Spirit. You know, God is Spirit when we walk after Him. We're to give up our fleshly faith in the things of the world is what I mean to say. To give up our, our, our thinking, our faith in the things of the world and put our faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only way that we can be saved. That's the only way we can get to heaven and have eternal life. And a lot of people ask, well, just what happens if I don't accept or if I don't believe in Jesus? I think you already know that answer. Look at John 3, 36. He tells us exactly. He said, He that believes in the Son has everlasting life. That's what we just said. If we believe in Jesus, believe He is the Son of God, that He died on the cross, He was buried, He rose the third day. He says, If you believe this, you, shall, you will be saved. But He says, He that believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he that believes not in the Son shall not see life. He's talking about eternal life. But the wrath, wrath is anger. Let's read it like this. But the, but the anger of God abides on those who will not receive Christ. What is the anger of God? What happens when God is angry? On judgment day, when God is angry and you've never accepted Christ, you know, I don't know, I'll just be blunt with you. You will be cast into the pit of hell for all eternity. That's God's anger. That's what the tribulation is going to be about. That's why well, there is a tribulation because of God's wrath on people that would not accept his son and all that his son did, all the suffering, the heartache, and everything that his son went through to save us from eternal death. There's many people right today, they'll, they'll mock Jesus, they'll laugh at him, they won't believe in him. You know, one day, at that judgment seat, when they stand before God, they're going to say, why did I not believe? Why did I not believe? If I would have just believed, I wouldn't be going through this. Well, it's too late. It's too late. You have to believe now before death. You see, after death, there is no salvation if you haven't already received it. There's no salvation after death. So we have to do it now while we can. Because, just like it says here, I'm going to read it one more time. He that believes in the Son shall have everlasting life. 
But he that believes not in the Son shall not see life or shall not have everlasting life. But the wrath or the anger of God shall abide upon him. I'll just put it like shall abide upon him forever and ever and ever. The wrath of God will never leave you unless you have Jesus Christ in your life. So no, you cannot have the peace of God until you first have peace with God. And the only way that you're going to have peace Peace with God is through His Son, Jesus Christ. If we don't accept His Son, Jesus Christ, you will never, ever have peace with God. So, you cannot have the peace of God until you first have peace with God. And that peace only comes through Jesus, the Son of God. I hope that y'all, that I, the ones that maybe be hearing this today, I hope you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as we look at this world and all the things that's going on, and if we look back at the scriptures, we are being warned that time is running out. The end is getting near. You know, Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. There's nothing that has to take place. There's nothing that has to happen. The only thing that has to take place is God has to look over at his son sitting at his right hand and say, Son, Go get my people. In other words, go get my people, the church. And that rapture will take place. The church will be out of here and the tribulation will begin. And, and that could happen at any moment. And from the, and from the, the, the things that, that the Bible tells us, when the disciples asked Jesus, said, well, what, what, am, what are we to look for? What are we to look for whenever the time gets close? We're in those times right now. Pestilence, rumors of war, nation against nation, famines, pestilence. Look around you and see where, where we're at right now. But the good thing is, Jesus said, but this, when you see it, this is not the end, but it is close. So how much more time do we have? We don't know. Even Jesus said, no one knows the day of my return except the Father himself. The Father will tell Jesus when to come back. And it could be at any moment. So I just want to ask you, if he came back right now, would you be ready? Would you go in the rapture or would you stay here and go through the tribulation? See, you have to make that choice yourself. Nobody's going to make it for you. You have to make this choice yourself of whether you accept Christ or whether you don't. We can pray and we can pray, but you have to make the choice. I can't make the choice for you. I can't make the choice for my wife. I can't make it for my children, my grandchildren. All of that has to be a personal choice. It has to be a personal choice. You have to want to be with Jesus and believe in him. I hope today that if you're out there and you haven't thought about how close things are, just look around you. Look around you. It is so close. It is so close. You can almost hear that trumpet right now. You can almost hear that trumpet blow because when he comes back, the trumpet will sound. The trumpet will sound. So if you're out there today 
You may have been thinking about, I know I need to change. I know I need to get my life right with God. Now's the time you best do it. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. The only time you're guaranteed is this very moment in which we're still alive. We don't know if we'll be alive in the next five minutes. We don't know. It's the time right now that you have. Use that time. Come to Christ. Accept Him. And it's so easy. You know, Romans 10, 13 makes it very, very clear and very easy. It says, For whomsoever will call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. What does it mean, call upon the name of Jesus? To ask Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and to be your Savior. And then for you to serve Him, to walk with Him. And you know, when you accept Jesus Christ, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have such a peace come over you. That peace that not even you're going to be able to understand or you're going to be able to explain. But it's going to be that peace that you've been praying for. You're going to have a peace that you need in your life. You're going to have rest. You're going to have comfort. You're going to have joy. And many of people out there don't have that now simply because they're in the world and they don't know Jesus. They are serving the enemy. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't, don't let him tell you, oh, you can, you, you can ask Jesus into your heart tomorrow. You don't have to do it right now. You're busy, and God understands this. See, that's the devil's lying to you. Y'all realize any time that the devil tells you anything, it's a lie. The devil cannot tell you the truth. Even the Bible says, for he is the father of all lies, and the truth is not in him. He's going to lie to you and lie to you. He's going to deceive you. As a matter of fact, that was one of his names, the deceiver, because that's what he does. In John 10, 10, it says, For he only comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's talking about the devil. But he says, But I come that you may have life and that you may have it in an abundance. I come that you may have peace in your life Yes, Jesus came to save you, to give you eternal life. The devil came to destroy you. So I'm just asking you today that if you have not accepted Christ, today would be a real good day to do that. It would be a great day to do that. And that, you know, that's something that you'll never regret. I know I've said it before, but that, that, that is something that stood out to me. It said that, that Billy Graham once said, I have never met a man that received Jesus Christ and regretted it. You know, I don't remember know anybody I've ever met that received Jesus Christ and regretted it. And it's something you'll never regret, but it'll be always be something you'll be so glad that you did. Because now, when you accept Christ, remember, therefore there is now no condemnation or there is no judgment in you for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I want to thank you all for being here today. But this was just something on my heart and on my mind and I just felt like I needed to share it. And I want to thank you for hearing it, listening to it. I hope it, if, if you're out there and you haven't accepted Christ, I, I, I hope you will. I'm praying you will. So I'm going to close out right now, but before I close out, let's pray. 
Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for anybody out there that, that, that's going to hear and listen to this message. I pray, Lord God, that you will touch their heart. You will draw them to you, Lord. It says that no man can come to you until he is drawn by you. So, Lord, draw them to you. Just put the hunger in their heart that they need Jesus in their life. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son to go through a terrible, terrible death, suffering, and pain for us. And for Father, we didn't deserve it, but you thought we did because you loved us so much. Lord, thank you for your son Jesus Christ and what he did, and thank you through him we have eternal life. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. So again, thank you if you're out there and you hear this message. I love you. Please think about what was said. Accept Christ into your life and know that you have peace and that you have eternal life and that you shall dwell in heaven forever and ever and ever. So until next Wednesday, we'll see you later. Thank you all.